my father, he was a medical doctor. He spent years programming himself, domesticating himself, going to school to become this medical doctor. You know, he had already the title. He already had a diploma. He already had the office. He always going to the hospital. And then one day he said, I don't want to do this anymore. I listen to my heart and I want to be a writer because I see many people in the addiction of suffering. So I want to use my family's tradition mixed with science and, and medical field and, and the, all the knowledge that's been accumulating humanity and, and begin doing my, my own work. Welcome to the Drew Perlman Show. Think of this podcast as the antidote to the fear, the noise, and the talking heads in the news. The show features an entertaining blend of ancient wisdom, empowering ideas, and cutting edge, healthy living science to optimize your health and your life. All right, so let's dive in and get started. Today's guest is Don Jose Ruiz. Jose is a Toltec master of transformation and modern day shaman. He is a direct descendant of the Toltecs of the Eagle Knight lineage, and he is the son of Don Miguel Ruiz. He is the author of The Fifth Agreement, Ripples of Wisdom, and My Good Friend, The Rattlesnake. Along with his family, he teaches workshops and offers transformational journeys around the world. Welcome to the show, Jose. Oh, thank you so much, Brother Drew. I'm very happy to be back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Jose is the first um, the first guest we've invited back just because his his first interview was just mind blowing. And uh, I felt given given the times, the the turbulent times we're living in, we needed to have Jose back. So so I am so pumped up that he's with us right now. Um Jose, uh, with all the with all of the fear, the anger, the division in the world right now. Why do you think humans are so addicted to suffering? And, and what do you see is the antidote for, for this poison? Well, it's, in, it's bring up in our domestication. It's been passed on for generations and generations and generations until some humans hit the wall and say that there's more than left to this. For some people, it's a heartbreak. For some people, it's losing their freedom and getting it back. For some people, there's many things about the, the, that we wake up to know that the value of this world is life itself. So when we come up to this awakening, we understand one of my father's stories completely like to explain it. It's like when you wake up in a room where everybody completely drunk and you're the sober person and they're drunk not with substance, but with ideas, uh, stories that anger and trigger their emotions that they don't want to see that they can continue participating because it's painful to see, it's painful to admit, you know? And, but when you're ready to change your, your world, you don't care to be right or wrong. Just, we just want to, to change it because you're appreciating it. And what's happening right now, uh, it's a moment of change. And anytime there's a moment of change, you know, a lot of the resistance begins happening. A lot of, you know, anger begins flaring up. But at the end of the day, this is what wakes people up. Mm, love that. And, and, and I also love, Jose, how you say that, you know, we are the main character in, our, in the story of our life. And you and we can choose, you know, we can choose joy, gratitude, love, no matter what, or, or we can choose anger, fear and suffer, suffering. Uh, Jose, would you say that every day we, we have that choice? Yes. Yes. Because let's say every day we wake up, I make a little prayer that I share with my, my family that I that I share is may life protect me from myself, because today I have another opportunity to unlearn. To, to get triggered and not take it personally or get triggered to feel the emotion. 
but it's a it's it's a gift to wake up every day. So every day, no matter what kind of life we're living, if we've been using substance up for a long time, and today's the day we want to change it, it's not that we're gonna you know learn how to change it, and it's just about participating and allowing ourselves to be the change. So every day can be a new day to 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 let an art go, to let a, an old way of life go, and to begin a new way of living and a, a new way of creating the art. Because like one of my favorite um, stories right now that I love listening to is my father and Doña Barbara Emrys. They write this book, The Actor, and in this in this book they they explain how we, when every time we're in pain, every time we take a personal, we return to that character of our victim that we think we are. If it's a teenager, a kid, or a young adult, we return to something that we're not anymore, and that's what creates the the cycle. So I imagine you know if we wake up every morning, and in this morning especially in life. Uh, give us a script, you know, and, and we take the script and it's the script that we don't want to do anymore. We can reach, change that script. So every day is a new opportunity to, you know, to do what we're meant to do. And, and what we're meant to do is to follow our heart and enjoy this life. Mm, love that. You know, one of my, uh, I just want to read something to you, uh, Jose, you know, one of my favorite poets, Derek Walcott, he once, he once wrote that you will love again the stranger who was yourself. And I know a big theme in your work is just loving the self and serving the love of our lives. For, for anybody who maybe has fallen out of love with themselves, how, how do you think they come, how can they come back to it? It's to uh, love their body because the body has a, a, a trauma, a trauma that's triggered by memories. So we have to be strong in our way of thinking to, to, to get over the nervous system, to get over the anxieties, to get over the uncomfortable part that, you know, that our body has the fear, but it's returning home. It's like, let's say we go to the dog shelter and we want to rescue a puppy and we pick this puppy, you know, that's been abused, that's been traumatized. So we pick this puppy and little by little, we, we train it to trust it. You know, we give it love and, and it bites us and it does, but at the end of the day, just your imagination, like I use my imagination that this puppy that we get from the shelter is our own body. It's our own puppy. We're beginning to relearn as we unlearn to trust in ourselves again and to not, you know, repress ourselves, to not take for granted that we are the love of our life and, and to not only by words, but by, by, by the actions. And it's about forgiving, uh, forgiving ourselves for things that we have done that did, you know, we cannot change that, but what we can change is what we're doing today and what we will do tomorrow. And what we're doing today is getting that puppy from the shelter that is our physical body to learn it to, to trust in ourselves and to not reject it because many people reject their own bodies, reject their own minds, reject themselves. But you know, like father says, if you don't like a group of people, you can just walk away from them. But if you don't like yourself, you can never walk away. And in the moment that you hit that self-realization, that this work is an inner work. That is when we begin waking up. And like I love to say, when we wake up, we cannot go back to sleep. So it's return to trust ourselves that we can overcome any challenges that life will give to us. Mm, nice. That's great. Um, Jose, you know, nature is such a nature is such a huge part of this. And I've and I've heard you talk about just the power of nature and just how we need to respect, respect all of life, the plants, the animals the little spider, the ant from the largest to the tiniest. 
Why do you think humanity has become so disconnected from nature and, and Mother Earth? It's because th that's the way we have the, the most, we have been the domesticated with. You know, we've been domesticated with anger, with fearful, with hate, with no trust, you know. It's like uh, going to school when I was little and somebody saying, hey, don't, don't trust these people, don't trust these characters, don't trust, you know. And, you know, we don't know these people, we don't know these characters, but right away, we begin programming in our mind, blaming others, doing these things. And uh, once we wake up that everything deserves life, that, you know, in every way of society, every culture, there's negative and positive. Because at the end of the day, we're all our life. And when we begin waking up from that, it's like the elder's point of view in the tradition of the shamans. The shamans see everything as nature. And the nature, you know, the jungle teaches them. The jungle teaches them, you know, to get their their path in their life, and uh, and the path of their life as they begin seeking, they can seek for years, for months, for for and walk a lot of land. But at the end of the day, the seeking is not in the outside; it's in the within. And basically, more than seeking, it's admitting the feelings that we have, and we get taught in an early age to not feel our feelings to suppress our feelings. And this is when the dream of machismo was born. And the dream of machismo suppressed emotions because they said that it's weak to feel your emotions. It's feminine to feel your emotions. And you can see that part, machismo, you know, suppressed divine woman. And yesterday being Mother's Day, you know, I, I was saying to my friends, you know, every day is Mother's Day because we get the opportunity to honor our mother by taking care of her child because what will make her more happy? and to take care of her child. And this is the moment that we begin on learning. So nature, you know, in nature, we learn many things. And then we can say, this wasn't supposed to happen. This wasn't supposed to happen. Well, it was supposed to happen because that moment happened. We cannot change it, but it what made us today. So the domestication that we all have from different parts of the world and believing in lies, you know, and believing in truths, they, it was an inner battle and it was not between good and evil. It was between the truth and the lies. So the lies are the foundation of any kind of nightmare in hell. But when we go back into our own truth, we speak what we feel. We're not suppressing our emotions anymore. And we're not afraid to suppress our emotions, even though it feels painful or it feels nervous, you know, and they feel the butterflies to speak our truth. Once we say our honesty, the lie will not survive there anymore. And, you know, things are, are straight, like in our relationship. Like if one person is not happy and the other person is not happy as well, but they pretend to be happy, they begin sacrificing, they begin getting irritated and attacking themselves, but they're so attached to their way of hurting each other. But once one speaks that they're not happy, the other one will say, well, not happy either. And in that moment, they will go through all the unlearning to know how they use themselves because in this way of living in the nature, we use other people to live a nightmare. We blame other people to support our nightmare. But when we take our power back of nature because we're taking back our nature, we say we will not disrespect the nature outside because we're not disrespecting our nature inside. So if I don't use my own words against me, I will not use people against me either because they have the right to be in their own level of awareness. Now we come back into the second agreement is doing our best. And in doing our best, what helps doing our best is to be relieving the first agreement that is impeccable with the word because the word is the creating of stories. 
Now we can totally see that stories are created by words and the stories become illusions because the illusions have changed from the beginning of time. You know, we believe in the Inquisition. We believe in the the world was flat. and But later in life, we unlearned all this because it wasn't true. So we are advancing as a civilization. But if there wasn't honesty, you know, it would not be happening because we would still be living a lies that create superstition like science. You know, they say they don't have a God. They're not religious, but their God is the truth. And in Christianity, they say, you know, the truth will set you free. Free from what? From all the lies. So when we work in nature, what really matters is life. And that's why many people who had that experience all of a sudden become enlightened. It's because life gave them a big slap in the face. And here we are now. Now we get to decide what we're going to make of the rest of our life, knowing that we live in the jungle still. Mm. Wow. You know, it's interesting, Jose, that's been a theme that's come up in a lot of different episodes is the, is the idea that we're just not feeling and we need to feel more. And, you know, people are just, they're, they're, you know, it's so easy to get distracted in your, in your phone or your, you know, social media and all this. There's just so many distractions. How can people feel more? Because we know it's so important, but, but how can people like practically speaking, how do we, how do we feel more? The power of feeling is the power of listening and not listening in the language that we got domesticated as humanity in English, Spanish, French, German, Japanese, Chinese. No, it's about listening to our emotions. In every living being can speak this language, feeling our emotions. And this comes with kindness. This comes with tranquility. It even comes with anger, jealousy, and things. The body begins feeling. The thing with us humans is that we have so much personal importance that we give a story to every feeling. We label every feeling. We label every kind of living. You know, we separate each other from other beings. But the interesting part is the body is communicating with us. So when we go in deep meditation, you know, to calm our mind, to control our mind, what's the first thing that we do when we think about a heartbreak? The body becomes feeling uncomfortable. So the body is telling us that it's not happy. And sometimes we say, shut it up. We say, turn it off. You know, love will come later. You, you just wear a mask, you know, fake it till you make it. But no, the body is telling you something. And the way that in shaman tradition, we learn to speak to nature is listening to our body because our body is an extension of Mother Earth. You know, we are the mind. We're the energy inside the mind that got domesticated in communication. But the one that holds us all the time is the human body that lives with two truths, life and death. And when we wake up knowing that we have so many years with the love of our life, who we're really married to is our own body, our own physical body. And that's why when we suppress ourselves, it's going to be easy to suppress another human, another partner, another husband, another wife, because we're doing it to ourselves. And this is the kind of message that we give. But the moment that we begin listening to ourselves, it's about common sense. I love this quote about Abraham Lincoln that says, if I do good, I feel good. And if I do bad, I feel bad. That's my religion. And when I look at that feeling, you know, it made, it made him feel, you know, it made him feel. He didn't love slavery. He didn't like all that. He was in that world, but he didn't like that because it felt bad. So he had begun having a voice to begin ending that kind of life. And this is the thing that we do. We become punishing ourselves with our own with our own domestication. We become, you know, 
hurting ourselves, and then we do it to one another. And but the the body is deserves to be free. Every human deserves to be living freely and, and has rights, no matter if it's you know different race, different genders, you know, different sex orientation. We all have the rights to live. Even the animals have the right to live. Even the Amazon jungle has the right to live. And this is the greediness of humanity we want to control because out of fear. But knowing that our time to listen to our own body um, is just for a short time that could be 80 years or 100 years, you know, some even shorter. But um, we have that golden time with divine mother nature. Why are we getting distracted to not listen to her? It's because we believe in the big light that we have to become something else other to be accepted and validated for life. And this is where domestication happens. So when we feel our own voice, when we feel, when we start listening to ourselves, what do we want to do in life? Then is when we drop everything that we think that we are, dropping the human form like the Totex say, and then we recreate the art of our life. And I have a little example about this, you know. My father, he was a medical doctor. He spent years programming himself, domesticating himself, going to school to become this medical doctor. You know, he had already the title. He already had a diploma. He already had the office. He always going to the hospital. And then one day he said, I don't want to do this anymore. I listen to my heart and I want to be a writer because I see many people in the addiction of suffering. So I want to use my family's tradition mixed with science and, and medical field and, and the, all the knowledge that's been accumulating humanity and and begin doing my, my own work. And in this, the four agreements got born. He became teaching from, he learned English. He started taking action because he listened to his body, which was listening to his inspiration. And this is why Toltec in the Nahuatl work means artists of the spirit, because we listen to our body, to Mother Earth, to, to ourselves, to what's in our heart. What is the art that we want to share with Divine Mother as an offering of love? What is the kind of life we want to share with others? But especially, what is the gift that we're going to allow us to give to ourselves, to give to others? And that is the most beautiful thing of feeling. So imagine yesterday was Mother's Day. Imagine believing in oral lies. We're so grateful to Mother that we're going to live a nightmare. Look, Mother, I love you so much. Happy Mother's Day as I'm living a drama. <laughs> when yeah. we get awareness, we change it. Totally, totally. Oh, that's amazing. Like the greatest gift you could give is just to love love your life, you know, joy and, and gratitude. I mean, that is like the ultimate gift you could give anybody, any mother, any parent, any anyone. Yes, and the best, and the best thing of this awareness is that little ones are watching. They're yes. watching us like we watch our elders. What are we going to give to the little ones? Are we going to give them the same nightmare? And this is what I talk about. Uh, the early questions about the, the the way we're living right now, it's changing because now they can taste it. This, this generation that's coming up, they're seeing all this injustice. They're seeing it clearly. They're going to take it to a different level. And the only thing we need to do in our life like as elders is to, you know, walk our path of authenticity and listen to the body and live our dreams so the little ones don't have to live the nightmare that we had to unlearn. Mm. Wow. Amazing. That's so great, Jose. Um, so, if 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 someone was with you in your in your in your home or, or just hanging out with you, Jose, what are some of the uh, what are some of the rituals that you use on a regular basis to help keep you grounded and feeling more peaceful? 
Well, one thing is to have fun and give my, my human, Jose, Jose, give myself the opportunity to love to do what he loves to do. In the morning, I take my puppies out. Uh, they need to go out because that's a routine. And I have a routine and I get my little coffee and I get creative. Me and my partner sit down and we begin being creative and come up with so many ideas. And then the beautiful thing is about um, doing those ideas. We plant seeds and, you know, it's, it's about enjoying life as we go out to, to, to do our errands and do our work. And, and this is the beautiful thing about creating. That's what I, I, I is my answer. It's creating. And sometimes I create music. Sometimes I create working in the house. Sometimes I, I, I create writing books. Sometimes I create making music, something. Everything that makes me not think in the negative, especially I was saying to my partner the other day, you know, the other day I had this temptation of, you know, I was feeling uninspired. I was feeling a, a form of depression. And now I, I, I feel, you know, like the, like the addict in me that I'm addicted to suffering and substance in my past. And those little things come up, you know, and I say, you know, when this happens, it's like going to a funeral. It's like someone died. And when someone you love passes away, that heaviness is like 30 days. The thing is to maintain occupied, you know, to not give in. And, you know, that little part, that little temptation comes and goes because the first rule of the art of happiness is that we're not happy all the time. And when we are aware of that, we can enjoy our day better because now we know how to handle ourselves when the bad moods come in, when the, when the swing moods come in, when the irritation comes in, we know that it's going to go away. So in order to keep that away, we really have to do what we love to do. And, you know, sometimes... We, in life, we, we get stuck in doing some service that we don't in, basically enjoy. But when that happens, I, like I know when I was working in something I didn't want to work, I needed the, the, the credits, the money to, to save. And I knew this was going to be for a little while because I, I had dreams, you know. I wasn't going to stay there forever. I had the motivation, so I used all my energy to save up so I can continue on doing what I, what I love to do. And, and in time, I, I did it. And, and But this was about uh, believing in myself and overcoming any situation that came my way. So, yes, to answer the question, <laughs> make it shorter, it's about creating, you know, what I love is what's in my heart. Nice. Well, you know, Jose, you've written all these amazing books and you've, sp you know, you speak all over the place, all over the world. Um, what's something maybe that people don't know about you that, that might surprise us? Oh, that... My dream is to become a fashion designer. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I didn't know that, Jose. <laughs> yes, I, I got into fashion. You know, the, uh, I've always loved fashion since I was a kid. I was into rock and roll, spirituality, the 70s, all that world, you know, always fascinate me. And when I went to India many times and, and my culture also, the Toltec, and, and I see the dresses, the ceremony things, and then I see the rock and roll um, I really love things. And one day, like two years ago, I was in India with my friend Kara and, a, and another group with my stepbrother and my sister Ramakrishna and Kayla. So my friend Kara, sister Kara, I mean, Kara came and said to me, you know, I, I love when you dress because, you know, you always do a little different things. And I said, you know, I love fashion. I love to decorate because it's, it feels made me feel good in the day. And, and then she said this quote that I really love. You know, this is what I love about the Divine Mother. How is she going to dress today? How is she going to come up? She may appear as Guadalupe, as Quan Yen, as Mother Mary, or as Madonna, you know. You never know how <laughs> she's going to appear today, but it's the beauty of, you know, loving your human, adoring your human. And, 
in taking care. So I, I, I really love that. So cool. So cool. Yeah. Madonna, you know, express yourself. You got to, uh, you got to do it. Um, Jose, if, um, I know music, last time we talked, music I know is a huge part of your life. So if you were on a deserted island and you could only bring like two or three songs with you that really rock your world, what would be those songs that, that you would need to take with you? Oh, that's a good question. That's so, <laughs> there's so many. <laughs> I know. But like, I, have, you know? I have to get my cassette, e my cassette singles back. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, I, 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 I really love the... The, the, the three, if it's three songs, you know, I, yeah. I love Morrissey, I, I love Caifanes, I like Bumburi, but if it's just three songs, I, I, I would like the medley of the Abbey Road, the, mm. the, the Golden Slumbers, until till the end, you know, those, those three last songs. Beautiful. Uh, I, I, really I really love that end of that album, and which was the last recording of the Beatles. But the, the last verse, in the end, the love you make is equal to the, the love you take is equal to the love you make, and once there was a way to come back, oh, oh golden yeah. slumbers, you know, I, all that is so passionate that it explodes. <laughs> that is so, it's so beautiful. I know that's, that's so cool. Um, so Jose, this has been, this has been a treat just, uh, you know, catching up with you. What's the best way for people that want to learn more about you and your work? Where should they go? Well, we have the page of the miguelriz.com where we have all the family things, but what I really love, especially in the time of COVID, because, I was touring and then all of a sudden I couldn't tour and share anymore. So I'm so grateful for the platform of Instagram that I can push the red button and go live. So <laughs> I go live every Monday since the COVID happened. You know, I have now a lot of weeks, but every Monday in the morning and around six, seven, eight in the morning, uh, I go up and push the button and talk for 10 to 40 minutes. And this is one of the best things I, I can share with people that I share myself because it's like going to a, a lecture or going to a presentation that I speak because I love doing that. So that in the time of COVID, this, this platform permit me to, to share my message from the heart. And I do that on Monday and then to, sometimes Thursday, Friday or Saturday, one of those three days, I do it as well in Spanish because it's also my language that I can share with. So I get the opportunity to do those, those, those two dates in Instagram. Beautiful. Jose, my friend, thank you so much for checking in with me. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me again, Drew. It's always an honor and a pleasure to speak with you, and I can't wait to do it again. We will, my friend. We will. Thank you for listening to The Drew Perlman Show. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. In the words of Mark Twain, 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than the things you did do. So throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, and catch the trade winds in your sails. Explore, dream, discover, and stay well, everyone. <laughs>